Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome to a game day edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer, and it is finally back. We've waited all offseason. Such a different team that we will be seeing out there today, but it is finally back. Phillies baseball games that matter yet again. Today, 305 down at Citizens Bank Park. The Phillies will take on the Atlanta Braves, Julio Tehran for the Braves against the ace, Aaron Nola for the Phillies. Man, how exciting is it? It's opening day, folks. Uh, it is. Uh, it feels like it has been a longer than normal wait to get back to Phillies baseball, and I think I'm sure a big part of that was that it felt like years that we waited for Bryce Harper to sign here in Philadelphia, to sign with the team, period. It just felt like it would take forever for this to finally happen, for opening day to finally get here, but it is officially here. They will be playing meaningful baseball down at Citizens Bank Park. The excitement that we could actually beginning, be beginning a playoff season starts today, and that is awesome. Coming up a little bit later, we will dive into the game itself. We'll look at the Phillies' starting lineup. We'll look at what the Braves have to offer and how the game could go down. Of course, the start of a three-game series starting today. Off tomorrow and then two over the weekend. Sunday night baseball. The Phillies, the first Sunday night baseball game of the season. That's going to be awesome and exciting as well. So a lot to get excited about. We'll get into the game and the series itself a little bit later. Let's start as promised yesterday. It is time to make some season predictions for this team. And how about we have a little fun? We start off with some bold predictions. Let's start with some bold predictions for this team, and then we'll get into where we think they're going to finish, how the season could play out. But some bold predictions. And if you're a fan of the High Hopes podcast, you know that uh, we did some bold predictions there as well. So um, I'm experienced now as a bold predictor. I feel very good about these. And again, let's remember, bold means bold. It means, in in fact, that. So it does not mean that these are going to be things that are likely to happen, but things that could happen and at least give you an idea of how I'm feeling about certain players. Again, not likely to happen, but very possible to happen. Let's start it out on the offensive side of things. Let's talk about some of the newest additions to this team. Let's start out right behind the plate with JT Real Muto. You know how high I am on this guy if you've listened to this show at all this week. I think the most underrated move the Phillies did all offseason was bring in this guy who was going to make such a massive difference defensively for this team in terms of calling a game, handling a staff. Of course, the culture leadership type of thing that he brings as well is going to be massive. But I don't think we've talked enough about the offensive force that Real Muto could be here in Philadelphia. You look at him coming from a stadium like they have in Miami, which is cavernous, to say the least, to come and play in a hitter's ballpark here in Citizens Bank Park, I think we're going to see a bust-out, breakout year offensively from JT Romuto. 
And here's my bold prediction for the man. I think he hits over 30 home runs this season. His career high is 23, so it's a pretty bold prediction. But you look at the numbers. You look beneath it all. The way this guy has consistently hit on the road his entire career, an 870 OPS on the road as opposed to a 773 OPS at home, a 310 hitter on the road as opposed to 243 at home so he is a way better hitter outside of Marlins Park and this year he gets to play most of his games outside of Marlins Park only have to go down there for nine games the rest will be here at Citizens Bank Park on the road so bold prediction number one JT Ramuto sets a personal record with 30 plus home runs this season let's stick on the offensive side of things with the new additions as we talk about Andrew McCutcheon. Here's one for you. Andrew McCutcheon leads the National League in runs. Bold. And probably not going to happen, but I think he's going to be right up there in the in the leader charts, as it were, in terms of runs scored last year in the leadoff spot. Andrew McCutcheon at a 414 on base percentage. 414. And then he's got Segura, Harper, Hoskins, and Real Muto behind him. Andrew McCutcheon is going to score a ton of runs this season. Bold prediction, he leads the National League in runs. Speaking of leading the National League, let's go with someone who is not a new addition to this team, but I think is going to have his best season yet. Reese Hoskins, bold prediction here. And, and of all the bold predictions I'm going to make here today, this is the one that I feel the best about. This is the one that I think actually really truly could happen and not likely to happen but I think he's as good a bet as anybody in the league I think Reese Hoskins is going to lead the league in RBI I think he gets in the 120 neighborhood 111 led the National League last year Javi Baez 130 the major league lead from JD Martinez I think Hoskins gets closer to Martinez than to what Baez did, I think Reese Hoskins, your National League leader in RBI, I think he hits mid-30s homers. I think he has 120-plus RBI. Big year batting in the cleanup spot for Hoskins. You think about, again, we just mentioned McCutcheon, the 414 OBP out of the bat, uh, leadoff spot. Segura, a 300-plus hitter three years in a row. And then Bryce Harper leads the league and walks every year. Reese Hoskins can have a lot of opportunities to clean up those bases. I feel really good about Reese heading into this season. Let's stick on the offensive side. A couple more offense, and then we'll flip over to the pitching side of things. But let's talk about the guy. We've all been waiting for it. Bryce Harper. And look, I know a lot of people, of course, The Athletic just came out with a poll that said Bryce Harper is the most overrated player in baseball, according to Major League Baseball players. You know what I call that? Jealousy. That's all it is. They're jealous of Bryce. They're jealous he's the face of baseball, that he got a $330 million contract. They're jealous of the kid because he's been the face of baseball since he was 16 years old, or at least on that path. So I think Bryce Harper is going to prove the haters wrong this year. Let's just go for it. Bold prediction. And I don't know if it's that bold because he's the favorite for it. Bryce Harper, your National League most valuable player. Come at me. Feel really good about Bryce's year. Look, the MVP, who knows if he will actually win it or not. There could be some real competition. Christian Yelich won it last year. Nolan Arenado almost won it last year. There's some really good players in the National League, but I'm expecting a huge season from Bryce Harper playing in this ballpark. We know his numbers at Citizens Bank. Not having to play in Washington, playing with this team around him, being the face of the team. And also, look, I, I'm a big believer that when we talk about athletes, 
We don't talk enough about the fact that they're human beings and that they are subject to feelings and stress and all those types of things like everybody else. They're not just robots programmed to go out there and play baseball. And I do think that Bryce Harper's whole career, he's been building up to that contract, to waiting to be the highest paid player in the sport and all that. And, and it's over now. That stress is no longer there. And yes, he has to go out and live up to the contract. That's a different type of stress. But everything you hear from Harper, everything you read about him, it really feels like this is going to be a weight off him. And he's going to be able to go out and now just play baseball and focus on winning and focus on doing everything he can to help his team get to the promised land. And that's what I'm expecting from Harper, and I'm expecting a big offensive year in his first season here as a Philadelphia Philly 26 age 26 season entering that physical prime I'm expecting big things from Bryce this season all right one more on the offensive side of things and we'll flip it over to pitching this one a um might not sound that bold but it is pretty bold when you consider that last year the man looked lost the vast majority of times he stepped to the plate I think Scott Kingery bats over 280 this year over 280 Hard to believe if you watch the guy hit last year, but you hear everything Kingery has said uh, this offseason and talking about getting back to what he does best. He is someone who should not be focusing on launch angle. He should not be focusing on, on working the count in the same way other guys are. He is the type of hitter who needs to go up, see a pitch he can hit, and go for it. And that's what I'm expecting from Kingery this year, a step forward, uh, uh, off season to to know what he needs to be a major league player. I'm expecting a big season from Scott Kingery. Obviously in a reserve role, I'm not expecting him to play every day. But I think he'll find his way in the lineup, and I think when he does, he produces. So I'm expecting a bounce back year for Scott Kingery. Look, 280 is if he hits over 280, it'll be a, it'll be a very bold prediction come true. But uh, I think we're going to see a better Scott Kingery this season. All right, flipping it over to the pitching side of things, I have four. Pitching bold predictions for you. The first, let's start with the man. And look, it's very unlikely that the team is going to win an MVP and a Cy Young. If they do, they're probably going to win 100 games. But I think one of the two could happen. So let's go with a bold prediction. Aaron Nola, your National League Cy Young. I feel better about Harper's chances to win the MVP. I think a little bit less stiff competition. When you look at Jacob deGrom, Max Scherzer, a lot of these guys in the National League, there's real talent on the pitching side of things. So I think it's going to be a... A tougher task for Nola to win the Cy Young, but I think Nola's going to get a bunch of wins. And I'm not a big fan of predicting pitcher wins because, again, there are so many factors that go into it. It's not just how a pitcher pitches. Your team needs to score runs for you. They need to play defense behind you, all that type of stuff. But I think there's going to be a really good offensive team, and Aaron Nola, more often than not, goes out and pitches well. So I I think he's going to have a lot of opportunities to win games. I think he's going to have really nice numbers at the end of the year. And he's certainly, again, Going to be in that Cy Young discussion. Speaking of which, not quite to that level yet, but if you're wondering if I'm a believer in the Pavetta breakout, you're damn right I am. I believe strongly in the Nick Pavetta breakout. He's been awesome this spring. He's the guy everyone down there is talking about, the the excitement around Nick Pavetta, the stuff that he has. And after last year, 164 innings, had the opportunity to, to know what it is, to the grind of a Major League Baseball season, and we saw the flashes. I think he comes back this year ready, ready for the grind, and we know the stuff is there. I'm feeling really good about a Nick Pavetta breakout season. My bold prediction for Pavetta, 
220 plus strikeouts. He had 188 last year in 164 innings. All we need him to do is get to 190, 200 innings. He'll get to that 220. So um, it's just about durability and about continuing to grow as a pitcher. I think we see a really good season from Nick Pavetta. All right, two more, both in the bullpen end of things. This one's not going to happen, but I'm going to pick one of the two, and I'm going to go with Sir Anthony Dominguez instead of David Robertson. Sir Anthony Dominguez saves 40 games. Look, one of those two guys is going to get a lot of saves if they decide to go with a true blue closer. The problem is with the Phillies, we can't expect that to happen. So I do think Kapler will play matchups. It'll probably cause one of these two guys to maybe not save quite as many games as they could have. But it's worth the the upside of the prediction because they're going to win a lot of baseball games. And I think there's going to be a lot of save opportunities here. The question is who gets them and if they stick with a main closer guy, we'll see. But the main point of this prediction is to say that I think Sir Anthony Dominguez is going to be a horse for the Phillies this season. He is going to, and David Robertson is a really nice pitcher as well, but Sir Anthony is going to be that go-to arm in the pen. He's going to be one of the best relievers in baseball this season, I believe. And if he gets the opportunity to close games out, I think it goes well. One more reliever prediction for you. This one kind of off the beaten path, but Hector Neris, another guy I'm very in on for this season. He looks so good. When he came back from the minors last year, he's not going to be asked to close lower leverage situations. 40% strikeout rate for Hector Neris this season. Now look, that's probably the boldest of these predictions. It's really hard to strike out 40% of the guys you face. Hector Neris last year actually struck out 37.5%, his highest number by a mile, but I think he's improving. I think Neris is figuring out how to pitch, trusting his stuff, and when he's on and not in the ninth inning, he's pretty good. So uh, all this really to say that I'm a believer in the Hector Neris bust-out type season in that middle relief role. So um, we'll see. Look, if if one of these bold predictions comes true, it'll be exciting. I think the main point of them is to give you an idea that I'm feeling very bullish about this Phillies team this year, and those are the guys that I think are going to be the reason for the team's success this year. I feel really good about these predictions and about these players. Which leads us into kind of getting into a season preview here as we look at where the Phillies stand in the National League East. Yesterday, dove through the division, obviously. Not really the Marlins, as we don't expect them to contend, but the Phillies in a tough position, uh, tough division with four teams who are probably going to beat each, up, beat each other up a fair amount. But I think when it's all said and done, when the season finally comes to a, glo- a close and game 162 has been played, I think your Philadelphia Phillies will be sitting there with 92 wins and an NL East championship. Yes, sir. I believe the Phillies will win the National League East for the first time since 2011. I think the Nationals come in second and get a wild card. I'll go Braves third, Mets fourth, Marlins fifth. I don't think anyone else in the National League East gets a wild card spot. I think it's going to be the Colorado Rockies with the Dodgers winning that division out west. Little risky to predict what I'm about to say. I think the Cardinals win the Central. I'm saying the Brewers, who were so close to the World Series last year, fall back and fall out of the playoff race. Moving forward, sadly, I don't see the Phillies getting the World Series. I have them losing in the National League Championship Series. So the NLCS, a hell of a uh, hell of a season for the Phillies if they can make it that far. But if they do. I feel really good about their chances to get that far and to face a Cardinals club that, uh, look, 
It'd be like 2011 all over again, right? Um, I do think, though, that uh, I think the Phillies are going to be competitive. And I'm saying they're going to get to the NLCS. That's a a hell of a prediction. So, um, look, the main point is I think this Phillies team has a real chance to be a World Series contender. I don't think they're ready to win the World Series this year. But, look, we've seen teams that were a lot less ready surprise us. Let me remind you the Kansas City Royals won a World Series in the last few years. So uh, a team that was significantly less talented than this Phillies team, for what it's worth. But I think ultimately, eventually, they will get tripped up by a team with a little more experience and maybe a few more proven players. But this Phillies team is legit, guys. They have a real chance to compete for a World Series this year. It is crazy to say that. It almost sounds asinine after the last eight years and what we've endured and what we've toiled through. But they're back. This Phillies team will play playoff baseball. I believe it. In my in the core of my soul. And I can't wait to see how it all plays out. Um, and look, it starts today. Let's dive into it. Opening day baseball down at Citizens Bank Park just a few hours away, a 3.05 start. Julio Tehran taking on your Philadelphia Phillies, the Phillies starting lineup, as expected, as discussed yesterday. Kapler doing what we all kind of hoped he would with this lineup, putting Harper in the three-hole here. He goes leading off, and in left field, Andrew McCutcheon has said, I expect a big season at the top of the lineup for Kutch. Two-hole Gene Segura. Playing shortstop, you can't ask for a better two-hole hitter than Gene Segura. Again, he's hit over 300 three years in a row, 300, 304, 319. Um, He's someone who puts the ball in play. He's someone who can control the bat. All the things you want historically out of a two-hole hitter, the ability to move runners over, to hit and run, to get, get on base when you need it, all that type of stuff. Gene Segura excels in all of those departments, and I think he's just a perfect 2-0 hitter. Speaking of perfect hitters, how about your perfect 3-0 hitter being Bryce Harper? And just uh, before we move on with the lineup, just to to remind people who don't know, Julio Tehran, your opening day starter for the Atlanta Braves, Bryce Harper, in his career against Julio Tehran, he's never been better against any other pitcher. In 40 at-bats, he has 18 hits. That's a 450 batting average. He has a 17.02 OPS against Julio Tehran. So in those 40 at-bats, he's hit eight home runs against Julio Tehran. Eight. He's a 450 hitter against the guy in 40 at-bats. That's what we call owning someone. Bryce Harper's going to hope her. Bryce Harper's going to homer on opening day. I'm calling it right now. Bryce Harper is going to hit a home run today against Julio Tehran because he owns that dude, and that stadium is going to go nuts. All right, your cleanup hitter, as we discussed, your future NLRBI leader, in my opinion, Mr. Reese Hoskins, back at first base. That's also huge from a defensive perspective. Batting five, catcher JT Realmuto in the six hole. We have Odubel Herrera in center field. As you listened to the show yesterday, you know I'm Bullish on O'Double's chances to put it all together this season. Cesar Hernandez, second baseman in the 7-0. Mike Calfranco at third base, batting eighth. And then Aaron Nola on the hill in the 9-0. On the other side of things, the Braves have still been tinkering with things. Um, interesting, this lineup not as potent as the uh, the Phillies lineup. Ender and Ciarte, your center fielder. Josh Donaldson playing third base. Of course, the addition 
this offseason. A move I really like for the Braves, a one-year deal for Donaldson. Still has something left in the tank, I believe, and I know he's 33, but I feel really good about that signing for the Braves. Freddie Freeman playing first base. Freeman... Maybe the most underrated hitter in baseball, potentially. I mean, I I would say a top 10 hitter in baseball. I'm very rarely talked about that way. Freddie Freeman, awesome. Left fielder Ronald Acuna Jr. Get ready to hate this guy for a long time. And not because he's fun. Not nothing personal. But he's going to be awesome. Ronald Acuna is only 21 years old. National League Rookie of the Year and and really just a, a precocious type of player. Probably the best player to come up since Mike Trout and Bryce Harper. Since that time, Ronald Acuna, probably the most decorated young player to come up in the major leagues since then. And last year in his first season showed everyone why. Man, I hate that Ronald Acuna is a brave, and it's not going to change anytime soon. Right field, Nick Markekis had a great year for them last year. I'm not a huge Nick Markekis fan, but was a nice player for them last year, an all-star, and they got him at a cheap price to come back. Ozzy Albies, their second baseman, another young player, had a terrific season last year, someone with a bright future as well, unfortunately for us Phillies fans. Brian McCann is back catching for the Braves. They brought McCann back to end his career in Atlanta. Uh, it's nice, I suppose. Uh, he's done, so I got no problem with it. And then uh, Dansby Swanson, their shortstop, former former number one overall pick in the draft. Swanson's been a, a nice player for them, but certainly not lived up to the pedigree yet, but still young as well. So, look, um, Braves are a good baseball team. Uh, I think they're going to have a good team this year. They won 90 games last year. That's no joke. That's a legitimate team. And last year when the Phillies collapsed, a young Braves team didn't. And they they really held up well. So I do think the Braves will fall back a little bit this year. They did not improve themselves as much as the Phillies, obviously, or really as the Nationals or the Mets did, for what it's worth. Uh, but on the flip side, they have so much young talent that can improve and take steps forward that it's really hard to, to know how good they're going to be this year. What I can say is that I think this Phillies team is better. And I obviously picked them to win the NL East, and thus I think they're better than this Braves team. But when you really look at it just, just player for player, the Phillies lineup is is better. As we discussed, I don't think there's any question about it. I mean, you got Nick Markakis as your five-hitter in one lineup. You got Real Muto as your five-hitter in the other. It's a little bit better. Um, the top five in the Phillies lineup could be among the best top fives in baseball this year. On the flip side, on the flip side, um, this Braves team is still really good, so let's not forget that. But then also you look at the pitching staff. This Phillies pitching staff, I know we've had so many questions about it, but it's still better than the Braves pitching staff. You look at the Braves, you know, starting five. I mean, they got guys like Kyle Wright, who's a really nice young pitcher in there. Um, you know, they they have a, a significantly less talented starting five. Fulton Avich hurt at the moment. When he comes back, it'll help. But they don't have an Aaron Nola. They just don't. So I feel really good about this Phillies team. I certainly feel good about them today. Nola taking the hill, the energy in the ballpark. Man, it is going to be so exciting in that ball. It has been so long since that ballpark rocked. It's going to rock again. It's going to be the place to be. Ah, oh, this is so exciting. So, look, um, we'll be back tomorrow to, to break down the game, of course, but... Um, Make sure you, 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 you're around your TV. You don't want to miss it. You certainly don't want to miss Bryce Harper's first at bat as a Philly. You don't want to miss him coming out to right field. If you're going to be down at the ballpark, that is going to be an awesome moment as well. And uh, it's just it's so great 
to have baseball back. We Again, I, I know that I said it before, but I, I can't emphasize enough how long this offseason felt. It felt like it was never going to end. It felt like Bryce Harper was never signing with anyone. And then after this long wait, to get to watch this Phillies team take the field with such excitement, such expectations, with Bryce Harper in the freaking lineup, it's just awesome. It's so exciting. I hope you're as excited as I am. We'll be talking about it all season long. As Again, I think we're going to be talking about a Phillies team that is going to make the playoffs. Nothing more exciting than that. It is just awesome. If you are going down to the ballpark, uh, Chickie and Pete's at 2 o'clock. I will be there with Joe Giglio doing a live show there prior to the game. So if you want to come by and say hi, I would love to see you down there. I'll also be at the ballpark after that. So um, if you see me walking around, I'll be wearing a High Hopes shirt and a Maroon Phillies hat. Come say hi until tomorrow uh, when the uh, Phillies will be 1-0. Believe it. Bryce Harper's homer and Aaron Nola is going to go out and pitch a gem. Let's go. Cannot wait. Uh, We'll be back to react to the first game that matters tomorrow to look ahead to the weekend and all that and a whole lot more. So thank you for listening to Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 